Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and the time has come for you and your friends to have some fun. MyBookie.net is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, basketball, college, and all your favorite sports events. You can take a side, total, or try their in-game live action. Go to MyBookie.net to open an account and use promo code CHAMPION to be entered into our amazing prize pool. That's MyBookie.net promo code CHAMPION. Get in on the action today. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. What's up, good people? What's up, good people? My name is Dominique Bond. And I am Dexter Peggins Jr. And this is when men open up where we are redefining manhood through transparency in partnership with WYTV7 Christian Broadcasting Network. And we're coming with, to you with another great topic. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, we have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to keep this very simple and easy. Yeah. And but. Today we got a we have a great guest. Listen, a, a friend and, and no stranger to the show. Most uh, definitely. If, if, if you followed us prior to coming over to WYTV Seven, when we did uh, conversations, uh, which I had with my father, uh, you will recognize this face right here. So, Dr. Michael Perry, go ahead and introduce yourself to, to the the viewing audience. Yeah, yeah, thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. I actually thought y'all forgot about me. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought I made you mad or something, but <laughs> but I'm Mike Perry. Um, I'm the president and chief operating officer of Catalyst Executive Advising and Development. And, and we simply are trying to develop better leaders, trying to help people to transform their culture, transform the environment through understanding people and forming better relationships. Awesome. Most yeah. definitely, most yeah. definitely. And we definitely had to bring you in because of your background and your experience and so forth. And you spent some time in the Army, correct? I did. And, um, 21 years plus. 21 years plus. And tell, tell the audience about, you know, some of the things that you did in the Army and so forth. Well, yeah, I mean, in the Army, I, I, well, my last job or role was as a clinical psychologist. So that was about the last half of my career training and preparing and, and then actually doing the job of being an Army clinical psychologist. Um, you know, in you know combat units and also in some training units, you know, um, in uh, Army Recruiting Command, et cetera. And um, before that, I was in more medical, you know, healthcare administration, 
um, you know, operations and things like that. So grand total, you know, 21 plus years, you know, live, you know, in several places in the country and then overseas as well, deployed, deployed a time or two. So that's, that's pretty much what that career looked like. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So today the topic is tired of measuring up. Me and Dennis had a good conversation and we was just thinking, you know, when we bring in Dr. Perry, what, what would be a good topic? You know, what would be something very deep, something that Dr. Perry can really, you know, help to get, get the guys, you know, a great process to go through. Yeah. And we just said, you know what, tired of measuring up. But that's why, why this topic? Well, first of all, we, we, we didn't want to just uh, have you come and be just talking about kickball or something <laughs> like that. So. But uh, but you know we, we know your your expertise and uh, we value you know your opinion on, on the subject matter. But uh, it was important to uh, discuss this subject mainly because there are a lot of people who are going through life who are suffering because of pressure that society puts on them, and then also uh, self pressure trying to live up to an expectation that's not really uh, what they're supposed to be pursuing. Right. And so we have this laying out idea of what success looks like and oftentimes it doesn't really mirror what we see for ourselves yes. but because everybody else is telling us that that's what we're supposed to pursue uh, you know we're having a lot of men who are really burning themselves out uh, trying to live up to a standard that they're not even meant to carry mm -hmm. and so knowing uh, your background with mental health uh, you know, I, I definitely saw this as a, a mental health component, and uh, we just need to help people uh, arm themselves with the tools to to win in this area, and also to to find relief in knowing that you know what I don't have to try to live up to this expectation that everybody else is putting on me. Yes, right. So, I mean, my question is because you you kind of went over a little bit. Where does this idea? when it comes down to men, mm -hmm. where does this idea of success come from? And is that for me? That's, that's, that could be for anyone. Where does this idea of success come from? Um, okay, I, as far as I'm concerned, I see it in, in, a, in a couple of words um, that most people don't hear every day, but um, it's social comparison, mm -hmm. right? And so we, we are um, genetically designed to uh, compare ourselves to each other to like take our our clues and our cues from other people mm -hmm. But if you think about it Just from a, a basic survival standpoint You don't have time to learn every single thing you need to know So you need to be able to look around and compare yourself to each other and say okay You know am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing because because naturally we want to be we want to feel safe and we want to feel comfortable and so that comparison that instinctive comparison allows us to you know, just kind of tell me I'm, I'm where I need to be, right? That's the, that's, the, that's the upside. That's what the design is for. However, what has happened as it pertains to success, we're still comparing. So yeah. now we're saying, man, you know, Dexter, I mean, he's like, he's written a book. Man, you know what? I, I said I was going to write a book. Yeah. I'm, I'm falling short. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dominique, man, he's got that job. He's been promoted five times. I've only been promoted three, right? And so now we just take what we see at face value. And we're, now we're making this comparison about what success is, what right looks like, and we're using other people mm -hmm. instead of what's been kind of put in us. Right. If that makes sense. No, that makes uh, perfect sense because this is what you know me and Dominique were talking about earlier, and I was telling him, uh, you know, I have a friend, and I'm not going to say his name because he probably watches the show, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was a point in time when we were in the military, 
that I was literally comparing my success off of his. Mm -hmm. And so if he got promoted, I need to be in line with him, you know. And uh, he ends up getting out of the military, lands a six-figure job. And, uh, you know, I'm still in the military trying to live a lifestyle that's comparable to somebody yeah. who makes double what I make. Yeah. And all this, all the while, I'm, I'm comparing myself against him. He's not my barometer. He doesn't even know. It. He's just living his life. And so he, he encounters some, some success in, in, in a number of different areas. And I'm getting frustrated because I feel like I'm being left behind. Mm -hmm. You know, it was even difficult for me to celebrate my own friend's success because he was getting so far ahead of me. At least I perceived it to be that way. And, and what I was sharing with Dominique was, you know, eventually I came to a point in my life where, you know, I got over that comparison and, and I was working as a chaplain and he came to me and said, man, I wish I had the type of work that you do because what you're doing is making a difference. Mm -hmm. And so I had been comparing myself against him trying to uh, meet the, the success of having the materials and all the while he was unfulfilled in his career. And he looked at what I was doing as the measure of success. Yes. And these are things that were unspoken. So yeah, it's, 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 it's very real, the, the pressure that you put on yourself trying to live up to an expectation that, once again, very well may not be meant for you to realize. So Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that we're at a time now where we're even more risk for that because of this. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Right? Yeah. Because people show you all the good stuff. Yeah. You know, people tell, talk to us all the time, I mean, y'all are killing it. You're doing X, Y, Z. You're so yeah. busy. I'm like, I mean, it's easy to look busy, take a bunch of pictures, and then roll them out strategically. You look as busy as you want, you know? So this this distills things down. It, it makes you, you're looking through this lens like, man, things are awesome over here. Yeah. When in fact, all of the, the background, the ugly, the prep, you don't see that. Yeah, and I think, I think the media is social media, YouTube, whatever, is a huge influence mm -hmm. on what we probably choose to value. Yeah, that's it. And I think that, that P word pressure is very interesting because when we say people put the pressure on us, we have to really ask ourselves, why are we really feeling that pressure? Is it really mm -hmm. them putting the pressure on us or are we really putting the pressure on ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, based upon what we really value? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I think the answer to that question is, without question, it's the pressure we put on ourselves. It's everything in the back of our mind that we planted, like what success is, what I got to do. The dangerous thing is, you know, I'm going to make X amount of money by the time I'm this age. I'm going to have this role by the time I'm that age or whatever, based on what we see. And a lot of times, I, you know, it's like if you, if, you, if you ever run, and I saw you ran like a good little distance hey, the other day. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, it's... You know, a marathon is an interesting race, right? There's there's reasons why people are marathons. If you ever run a, a, a long race, you see that because you're ahead at this mile, it means nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. And, because, and because you're behind, it means nothing. All you gotta do is just keep running. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, they measure themselves on where they stand right now, where everybody else is. It's just that the race isn't even complete. You don't even know what their race really is, right? right? And so that, that comparison is a detriment when we're looking left and right and comparing ourselves, our progress to other people's progress. Yeah, and I think another thing is we kind of focus so much on their process mm -hmm. and not our process. What do we have to do? Because we're not designed the same. Yeah. We don't process things the same way. We don't have the same gifts. We don't have the same resources and so forth. That's right. 
but because we see you know so and so succeeding at a certain pace and we're not at that pace then we start beginning to question ourselves you know what there must be something wrong mm-hmm. you can be doing what you can be yeah. really doing everything right mm-hmm. for what you're working with but because you're not working at that person's pace I must be doing something wrong exactly yeah. you know and, and it's funny you said that you know we were also talking earlier about guilt and shame mm-hmm. and uh, how it relates to this particular subject was that I recall feeling guilty that uh, I made the shift that I wasn't going to pursue the things that everybody told me I should go after. And what I was feeling like I was called to do was such a contrast to everything else that it almost felt like I was letting people down. Mm -hmm. You know, but but the the irony was is that I had become so detached from what I was called to do that for me to the this was the greatest act of courage that I've ever experienced, you know. Yeah. And, 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 you know, us, our black men, all three of us, you know, have had some time in the military. I joined the military because pretty much I was told to join. You know, I was, I was I got a little bit of trouble and, you know, prior to that, everybody was like, well, hey, your dad was in the army, so I guess you joined in the army too. And, and I remember having this conversation with my father and he said, what you want to do? And I, I said, you know, I want to be a rapper. And he was like, well, rappers don't make no money. You join the army. <laughs> Which, you know, hey, listen, there's some rappers who, who, who join the military. And truth be told, I don't think my call was to be, to, to rap. I don't think so either. Nah, but, but the reality is that uh, I do believe it was called to speak to people. And, and I, th- I think that could have been a good moment to really dive into, okay, what is it about the music that you think you're called to? And what it, what it would boil down to was a connection with people, you know. But nevertheless, you know, it always played in my mind when I was in the military, like, you ain't rappers don't make no money, you know. And so here I am, I'm, I'm having a hard time in the military from the standpoint of I'm not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good uh, profession, good career, but I felt disconnected. And so it took me getting out of the military, I had to make a decision to say, you know what, it's time for me to move on and really follow the thing I believe I'm called to do. And I remember in that point of making a decision, I felt almost like I was letting people down because, you know, I got out of the military at 15 years. That's almost unheard of. You know, I'm literally five years away from retirement. Every person I say I'm getting ready to get out says, man, you're crazy. I literally have to have that conversation every day. And the shame of telling people that I'm pursuing what God has called me to do, that became my fight. You know, and so uh, the the pressure word is is real. But, hey, pressure, uh, it busts pipes and it produces diamonds as well. So, shine it. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's really good. I mean, because you, you kind of broke it down in a way that I hadn't, I wasn't really thinking about. Mm. You know, from the standpoint of, you know, make, make doing something that people consider to be um, unconventional or, you know, man, you're crazy, you know, you're going to step away. And, and I know, I can, I can imagine the conversation you had, right? Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing? I mean, this long, 15 years, you can do five years in your yeah. city. I know you, you heard all oh, that. Yeah. And so that natural tendency to try to do what everybody else is doing, it's in us, right? And that's why the doing, doing a different thing. Right. Uh, it, it feels so uncomfortable, yeah. but that's, that's what leadership is. Everybody wouldn't have done that. Right, and that's what leadership is. I mean, I I got out after 21 years, 
with the request on the table, hey, you know what, I want you from my boss, take, I want you to take my job, be the chief of this area, which was a stepping stone to what my ultimate goal was to be like the chief psychologist for the whole army, right? That next job was it, and it was handed to me, and I rejected it. And it was pushed at me about three more times, and I rejected it about three more times. And he was like, are you, I mean, you recognize what you're turning down. So he started counting money and talking about opportunity. And when I said no to him, he, I went to his boss, and I had to say no to him. And so it was like a months-long process of saying no, because that was craziness to, to stop at that point in a year up for promotion, all that stuff. However, there's a danger of not doing that right. and not following whatever that is in you. Because, um, do I have time to tell a story about somebody real quick? Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, one of the last people I saw, and I'm going to change up some details because um, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know where he is, right? So, I don't want to put him out there like that. But one of the last patients I saw was somebody who was suicidal. And this, and this person had been in the Army for uh, double-digit years, 12, 13, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And um, long story short, suicidal. So I got to him the night before he came to my office. He had a, he had a weapon pointed at his head, right? He um, had been through a years-long process. He had tried to do something at a really high level in the, in the military and got, um, basically, he, he washed out at a certain point, right? He, got, he, he, he failed. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, that they are stuck and stuck with him. So he, he started trying to figure out, well, what can I do? What can I do? So he, he tried to study, like, you know, I don't know, social work. He tried to study, you know, marketing. He tried to study, like, all these things. And people are saying, this is what you need to do. The whole time, he's feeling less than. He's feeling shame because he failed. And he feels like he's supposed to be doing more. And so he got into him, like, well, what do you do when you're not working? Right? And this person... Obviously, I, mean, I guess I can't give you that either. Let's say he was a cook, right? A really dynamic cook. Mm -hmm. Cooking all the time, cooking for friends, etc. And so I'm like, okay. He said, yeah, but people, when I was back in the, at the job, nobody wants to talk about that. I'm like, right, because what are they doing? They're not, they're not doing what you're doing. Have, have you been around cooks? Do you spend any time around them? No. And so we, we started talking about ways to for him to begin to express that gift okay. and places okay. he could do it because... He was clearly, he's out there showing his friends how to cook. It's like if you're showing your friends how to cook and you've like written your own cookbook, mm -hmm. right? Why are you not like a chef or why are you not aspiring to do that? And so what we did, he put, he, the army kind of was a comfort zone. Everybody's telling him what to do. So what do you do? You find a comfort zone where people are, where they have your gift. They're expressing your thing, right? And you put yourself with those people, yeah, right. right? And so that's what we did. And that was the whole basis of this dude wanting to kill himself. He was totally out of line with his purpose. Mm -hmm. And looking at him and hearing him, it was clear what his purpose was, and he, he had made no moves to actually step into it. Right. And that, that's good. Uh, so so let, let me ask you this. Why do you think so many people are disconnected from their purpose? Um, well, I, I don't want to blame it on our parents. I blame it on everything that we see. Yeah. Sometimes it is our parents, right? Um, my mom should have been an opera singer, but her father told her, yeah, no money in that. You need to go teach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you, you know, you want to, you want to get that word out somehow. No, yeah. no, nah, nah, join the army. Right. Yeah. And so we begin to take in and we swallow whole what people give us. And so now it's like, there's this purpose, but no, that that's not going to work. That's not going to make me money. Right. And money, money has taken a lot of people off track. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're chasing money. Even, even the people that come to you and say, Lady, man, I appreciate what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's because they chase money, okay? I dated a young lady 
Sorry, Wendy. Back in the day, right? <laughs> and and so and she was all about getting that money, grinding, grinding, grinding. And I was in school, and she was like, I don't know why you're wasting your time in school because I'm out here making this money, right? right. While you're in school this year, I'm gonna make X amount of dollars. I'm like, okay, the race is not over, right? Yeah. Just wait for it. So I don't know where you are right now, but you know, yeah. it, it was not about. It was never about the money. It's about listening to that thing that's drawing, that's tugging on you. It's about listening to that. Let the, the money worry about itself, you know? And definitely. So that's. And, you know, our parents are our biggest influences. And we're not solely saying that it's just our parents. We're just saying parents do play a huge role in what we choose to, uh, to uh, go for. And right. uh, I work with a lot of clients, and they, they all told me that, look, I only went for the medical school because my parents told me that's, that's job security, that's where the money is. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And we're not saying. Because we don't want to get people off track. We want to make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Money is a factor. Yeah. Money yeah. is important. We're not saying money isn't, um, isn't important. But that probably shouldn't be the only thing that we should be um, focusing on uh, when it comes down to our purpose. I think we can agree on that yeah. to some extent. Yeah. Now, um, how, you know, how, how else can we really you know, shift that mindset of you know, striving for what's really healthy for us? That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I would say the first thing we got to do is accept that there's going to be some discomfort. Yeah. Because you know, and and like I said, not not to bash anybody's parents, and not to not none of that, right? We got to learn what we got to kind of take some clues from somewhere. Right. So we got to get guidance from somewhere. But there's guidance, and then there's recognizing. Once you get out there, and you experiment a little bit. You know what? I think this ain't for me. This is. And, but when you figure out what that thing is for you, there will be discomfort, period. It's just part of the process. Yeah. It's just like speaking. Every time you get up to speak, I'm pretty sure y'all get that little something, yeah. right? But you don't like not speak. You step up and you open your mouth and something happens. And so I think a lot of people get to the discomfort because they think that comfortable is where they're supposed to be. There's no growth in comfort, right? right? And so if we can begin to first recognize when that thing kicks in, that feeling like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't, that's your clue to take one more step. So I think one of the first things is to recognize there's going to be discomfort and, and be able to um, embrace that, expect it. Yeah. And, and I would say, I, I noticed for me, when I made that transition from the military and, and into uh, civilian life, uh, I really felt more passion. Mm -hmm. like, like, I felt... Uh, for lack of a better word, I felt alive. You know, mm -hmm. I felt connected to what I was doing. Yeah, and, and I think that also serves as a, a very good indicator that you're actually tapping into what you're supposed to mm -hmm. uh, to be doing. I, I found a, a sense of meaning in what I was yeah. doing, yeah. and uh, and not to say that that didn't exist in the military. It was just I had worn out my time. You know, yeah. literally. Uh, it was. It became a, a a a job going to work. You know. Yeah. I'm like, I like that. I can't stand this. Right. Yeah. But but once I started to to take those steps towards uh, pursuing this purpose, I felt connected. You know. I felt like, man, this this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And, and in, in those steps, even with the difficulty of it, because uh, I took a tremendous pay cut. Uh, but even in the difficulty associated with the pay cut, uh, it was still worth it. It became yeah. a payment of its own doing. Yeah, right. yeah. And I, I couldn't agree more. I think another thing, though, um, as well, is to 
um, not believe you have to have all the answers mm -hmm. right now. Because a lot of people, they don't move because they want to see it all first. Right. They want to have this complete plan worked out. And so because we've also fallen for the, uh, the idea that I got to know before I step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you and if you if you knew, that's, that's, that's cool. you would never. A lot of people yeah. never step. We would not do it. We would not do it. <laughs> but this, this is my this is my question because we went we talked about you know we're not going to always be comfortable. It's going to yeah. be some discomfort. But my question is, how much resistance and discomfort should we actually accept? All of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, because it's hard to know because some people. For some people, remember, right? We are naturally wired for safety and comfort. Mm -hmm. And so some people spend their whole lives trying to stay in a, in a comfortable place. That's impossible to stay yeah. in because you know, life is, you, you're gonna get nudged one way or the other anyway. Mm -hmm. So you might as well do it on somewhat your terms, right? So that's why I say all of it because I don't know how much, you know, how important is it for you to have that regular paycheck, for example, if going out and doing a business is in you, but how much has it been planted in you? I gotta have that regular picture. Yeah. And it's, I mean, when that bad boy is gone, it's like, whoa, you know what? <laughs> this is, whoa, I, I didn't, you know what I mean? You yeah. start to have some second, second thoughts. And so when you have that second thought, that's when you also need to remind yourself, you know what? This isn't me. It's my, I'm just keep going, right? I'm gonna let somebody know what I'm doing. I'm gonna talk about what I'm doing. Share that. Because that too, a lot of people don't share it because of that shame. And it, it was amazing to me when you open your mouth and say, you know, this is what I'm thinking about. Oh my goodness, right? It's just like God put people in front of yeah. you mm -hmm. to let you know, yeah, you're on the right track. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So yeah. you can't be afraid to tell people what's going on with you. Yeah. yeah. This is another question that I have because um, I think it's so important for us to really recognize how that pressure is really affecting us. Mm -hmm. um, how else, you know, when we're, when we're measuring ourselves up to other people, mm -hmm. um, how else is that really affecting us? Um, when you, when you say pressure, and it's interesting, we're working on pressure, a purpose on the pressure series right now <laughs> over, over at Chosen. But um, what pressure does, right, if you think about it, when you say pressure, um, call it stress, whatever you want, it ratchets up your nervous system, right? And it, and it begins to take you, the higher the pressure is, it starts to take you from that logical part of your brain down into that reactive, reflexive part of your brain. And that reactive, reflexive part is all about comfort and safety. And so it's gonna, it's gonna like reflexively, you'll do the thing that you've always done, potentially. And so when, when you begin to feel that pressure, that's when people begin to shut down. Like, you know what? Maybe this isn't a good idea. You know what? Maybe I do need to play it safe, right? right. And so those are the things we start to tell ourselves when the pressure goes up. And so that's why it's important to have some other message to, to plug in there to help you to keep going. But but there's a physiological thing that happens, right? I could start talking about the of cortisol and all that. I won't <laughs> tonight. But there, but pressure, stress, there's a physiological thing that happens that causes you to retreat. It's mm -hmm. so, overrun, right? And so you just have to recognize, like that's why I was saying earlier, recognize when that's kicking in so that you can make a logical decision that keeps you where you said you were gonna be no matter how you feel. Yeah. It's like jumping out of the airplane when you're airborne, mm -hmm. right? When you're up there, you went up there to jump out of that airplane, and then they open the door. And it's like, I do not want to jump out of this airplane, but at that point, you're out there, oh, yeah. you, you're jumping, mm -hmm. right? And so it's about putting your goal out there and continuing to talk about it, because there's accountability with that, because the same mechanism works. If I told you I'm, go I'm going to go get yeah. that thing, 
now there's like pressure for me to actually do it. So you can kind of use that process to help push you forward as well. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad you said that because I know a lot of times we have a tendency to, to live in our head. Yeah. And, and a, a mechanism or a tool that we use, which you can consider retreating, is not saying anything. That's right. You'll, you'll have something that you want to do. That's right. But the moment you say it, you know somebody's going to hold you accountable. Yeah. And so if I keep it in here, nobody knows, it, it, you know, if I went through with what I was endeavoring to do or not. You know, and, and so, uh, like, like Mike was saying earlier, I want to encourage you, if there's something that you know you should be doing or that you're calling to do, share with somebody. And then uh, start to notice those inclinations and those clues that you're on the right track. But you're doing yourself a disservice if you keep everything internal. I'm not saying share with everybody, though. I think you should have a, a, a people that you can trust with your stuff. Right. But uh, but get it out there, you know, and, and you'll you'll be amazed with the progress that you make and the type of uh, support system that you always had around you. Uh, now people are really cheering you and rooting you on. So most definitely. And for the sake of time, I want to leave uh, the listeners with uh, one more tip to really hold. You know, what's gonna what's something else that we can really apply that's gonna really hold us accountable to really what really just focusing what's for us um, and not going based upon other people's standards. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think that you you have to spend some time. You know, because before you start sharing, we talk about sharing, right? Mm -hmm. You have to know, like, you know, the thing that ha you have a passion for, a purpose for, you have to know that. So I always encourage people, you know, a lot of people, when you say journaling, they kind of turn some people off. But where, wherever you write your stuff down, even if you keep notes on your phone, begin to just capture the thing that you believe is for you, mm -hmm. right? Because that becomes your target now. Because when, even when you float something out there, everybody has ideas about what might be great. And, and people will begin to come into your life. Once, you, once you're now exposed, people begin to come into your life. Some of those people are gonna be fit very nicely yeah. with that. A lot of those people will not. And so you always have to remind yourself. And I, and I also have Wendy, my wife, who is always saying, okay, is, is that lined up what you said, where you said you were going? So that's my little piece of accountability too, but we kind of know where we want to be, right? What we would like to achieve. And so as long as you know that and it's coming from here, you also know when you're getting pulled off that. Yeah. If that makes sense. So most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, Dr. Perry, man, I, we really appreciate you for Thank joining you. us. I think this is a great conversation because a lot of men are really dealing with this on um, whether yeah. we are conscious of it or not. You know, mm -hmm. we there's, there's some things that we're, we're using as a measurement stick that probably doesn't really uh, work that well for us. But this is something that I, I really hope that the listeners can really uh, gain some value from. But um, once again, we have Dr. Perry with us, a clinical psychologist from Catalyst. Yeah. And um, once we, we hope we can have you again. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Just say the word. Yeah, we're going to definitely reach out to you again and, uh, so you can you know talk to our audience once again. But once again, my name is Dominique Bond. And I'm Dexter Peckers Jr. And this is When Men Open Up, where we are redefining manhood through transparency. And if you have any feedback, any comments or whatsoever, you can easily go to our Facebook page, When Men Open Up. You can also email us, whenmenopenup at gmail.com. And also go to wytv7.org and easily just make a monetary donation. But once again, thank you, thank you again for joining us. And we are out. Once again, join us next. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and the time has come for you and your friends to have some fun. 
MyBookie.net is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, basketball, college, and all your favorite sports events. You can take a side, total, or try their in-game live action. Go to MyBookie.net to open an account and use promo code CHAMPION to be entered into our amazing prize pool. That's MyBookie.net promo code CHAMPION. Get in on the action today. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. The world is changing at a rate like never before. So... Why is an education? At Strayer University, we make transferring credits simple, create binge-worthy course content to keep you engaged, and design AI-powered tools to help you graduate. Welcome to the future of education. Strayer University. Out with the old school. Find a revolutionary way to finish your degree at Strayer's Augusta campus, located at 1330 Augusta West Parkway in Augusta. Augusta.